0: life in the deep end with jr and Vinny. hey what's going on man welcome back yeah welcome back it's been a little while yeah we took a little week off
1: hiatus much needed
0: yeah yeah, much needed uh, this, this uh i must say that this uh podcast is a sober podcast because i drove myself here today so well sober for you sober for you well one of us has to be sober <laughs> <laughs> <One>. not necessarily <laughs> well that's true i almost stopped and bought beer <laughs>
1: I have beer that yeah. can be remedied. Well,
0: uh, we could probably. We
1: won't call it beer. We'll just call it a hop soda.
0: Hop soda. That's it. Have a it. little hop soda a, a, in, in uh, honor of Hop Sing from uh, Mash. Yes. yes, Hop Sing. Hop, hop Sing. hop right. Hop Sing. Hop soda. Is right. Right. Hop hop soda. soda. Everything's exactly. fine. It's not
1: really a beer. Just a, <laughs> it's just, just a hop soda.
0: Just a hop soda. Yeah. yeah so it's nice. good to see you swing by the unit today. That was fun. Yeah, we had uh, we had a chance to do some listening on your uh, on your speakers. Yeah, those are nice. uh, What do you call them? They're they're studio monitors. Yeah, yeah, powered studio monitors. They were nice. Those are nice. Yeah, it's it's nice the government can afford that stuff. It is nice. Mm -hmm. It's speaking of mash. It's nice to be nice. Right. It's nice to be nice to the nice. To the nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I those start lines. I can do it pretty well. <laughs> Frank Burns. I, I used to watch that in college, and I watched it with my teacher. And I would say the lines before they happened. He goes, "Will you stop, stop I doing haven't that. seen this. I said, Sorry, <laughs> I still do that now. I so said, we oh. listen. So
1: you, you swung by, and we listened to um, "Discipline" from King Crimson.
0: What a great album!
1: Yeah, one of my all-time favorites, and I have Apple Music. Yeah, which is awesome because you just go out there and you can grab whatever you want. You know, back in the day, we had to go to Oasis Music or right. What was the other one? National Record Mart.
0: Yeah, there was one in New York. It was Colony Records. That was that yeah. was one the, that was one of the big ones. But Tower Records, and it was like
1: seven ninety nine an album. It's like mm-hmm.
0: it better be good. It better be good because when you're in sixth grade and you had to stare you know, at the, stare at the uh, the inside of the cover and get all the pictures and listen to all the the tunes and the names and everything else, that was fantastic. Once you bought it, it was that's that was you, you owned it. Yep. Sometimes they came with posters. Well, they had
1: all kinds of cool. Well, as the thing that inside they were, you know, the sleeves mm-hmm. they got real creative and could do all kinds of crazy stuff. But now you just everything's a file. Everything's a file.
0: Well, yeah, Everything's a file. But it, but at least, you know, if you want to find the uh, obscure thing like uh, Discipline and, and uh, King Crimson and Elephant Talk. Yeah. You know, you, you so, put, uh,
1: yeah, that's the thing. It's like I, they just came out. They just released.
0: Discipline, Three of a Perfect Pair. And Beat. And Beat. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think the order was Discipline, Beat, and Three of a Perfect Pair back in the day. That was, that was a great lineup. And um, Tony Levin was the bass player.
0: Yeah. He's fantastic. He's he's very he's very underrated. Him and John Paul Jones, in in the Wikipedia article that I read, were the, the top in the top five or the top ten of most underrated bass players.
1: Without doubt, John Paul Jones is a very funky. He's, he's, for for a British, for a white British guy, yeah. he he could he could play like a, a very strong Motown.
0: Oh, absolutely. Feel
1: very funky. I mean, he could, I think he could have backed up, you know,
0: Aretha Franklin or something.
1: James Brown. Yeah. I mean, he was that. Gr- I mean, well, he's he not, had a, he's a not serious he's groove.
0: Not, he's not dead. He's still around. Who? John Paul Jones. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he made he's it sound, still around. Made it sounded like he was dead.
1: But back in the day, right? When he was playing, especially their live stuff. If you listen to their live stuff, John Paul Jones is just throwing down some great funky bass lines. I didn't
0: realize too. He was the. He was the, if not the only. The most of the keyboard stuff was done by him as well.
1: Yeah. There was an album called Thrack. Are you familiar with Thrack? I think that's the, the, King Crimson as well. The name sounds familiar, but I yeah. don't know it off the top of my Tony head. Tony Levin, also on that one, different lineup. But he played um, the finger...
0: Oh, the... He the, puts the, these they sticks. Call, they call them slap sticks. Slap sticks, yeah. They, they fit over the top of your finger with, like, it looks like a bamboo cutout thing. And then at the top of the thing, it's not like a drum... It's a drumstick, kind of looking, but it doesn't have a point. Right. It has, like, a... It's just flat, so you get that slap sound with it. And it really sounds great because at one point in time he had a three-string bass that he was using.
1: Which makes sense if you're going to use drumsticks on a bass. Yeah, you need you don't really need. You to need be some doing, space.
0: And, and you don't need to be doing on high strings necessarily. It would not necessarily
1: work on the, um, the modulus 6 string yeah. that
0: I'm yeah, <laughs> holding or,
1: in my hand tonight. Or, or,
0: or my five-string <laughs> carving. No,
1: either. Yeah. It, you just need some room, I think, to move. Yeah. To slap, but I think he used that technique on Thrack. Was the name of the album.
0: And I I know that was the other thing that I I read the article pretty pretty quickly because I didn't mm-hmm. have a lot of time that I had a had a gig and then then come over here but um, I read too that uh, he was I don't know if he was an official member of King Crimson for yes. a while for a while but he for a while he, he moved around he was out of the group for a while and he came back again right in, 2000, in 2014. I think they he, they brought him back into the fold again um, after the band went through its iterations because he was without he he was wasn't in the band in the 90? Is it the 90s or the two? Well, that 2000?
1: band went through so many iterations. Yeah, Bill
0: Buford was in the group. Yeah. Robert Fripp was in there the whole time. Well, he's
1: right? that's his band. It's kind of like Yes was really the the creation of the bass player, Chris Squire. Chris
0: Squire and uh, Rick Wakeman. and.
1: But you could go through, yeah, John Anderson. Yeah. But Steve Howe played guitar for a while. And right. then Trevor Raven right, right. was a later guitar player. But I think the driving force behind Yes was, Chris was always Chris Squire. And with king crimson it's robert fripp i think it's his it's his group to manipulate yeah exactly probably 20 different musicians have gone through that band
0: well you think about it too i mean how i think we looked up this a couple months ago i think robert fripp is in his late 60s i think he's like 68 i would i don't believe in that neighborhood
1: but i think for me those three albums discipline beat three of a perfect pair probably my favorite Of all the King Crimson stuff. Oh, I would say so. Um, Cutting Edge at the time. Yeah. A lot of odd meter Mm -hmm. stuff. A lot of just out there concepts for the
0: lyrics. Well, if if you watch uh, how many videos... I mean, there's not a lot of videos of bands like that from back in the day. But there's some. There's a there was, a, I think, a
1: box set or something
0: of those uh, of three. Vid-
1: of videos? It was them in Japan. I'll have to go look it up. Oh,
0: okay. Because I've seen a couple of the videos. One of them, um, uh, Adrian Ballou does Monte Kudasai, and he's that's... dressed in these, this yellow <laughs> balloon pant thing or something. Very it, 80s. It's, oh, it's 80s. and You would inside. think he was in Talking Heads. Yeah, yeah. Him and David Byrne would have been like, you know, like... Yeah, like they would have hey been two of a perfect pair. a perfect pair, that's right. But Fripp is, Fripp is over in the corner, and it looks like...
1: He's this, got his little wire rim glasses on, and he's just
0: Cray, he looks—he looks like he should be like a, a, you know, a, an economist or you know, or a physicist or something. Yeah. He doesn't look like he an should accountant. be a guitar. Yeah, anything but a guitar player. But then when he plays the guitar, you just look at him and go, "Holy crap!"
1: It's really cool it's stuff. It's amazing stuff. So, between, and between
0: him and, and Adrian Blue, I get to see Adrian Blue. Not to go too far off on a tangent, which I always do. Um, I
1: love Adrian Blue. I saw him. I saw him open for. Oh my gosh, who did he open for? David Bowie I, I, in Dallas.
0: I saw him with David Bowie, and he, yeah, he
1: actually played with he Bowie. Played with Bowie,
0: yeah, that was fantastic. Oh, I heard, I heard man. Frampton with him, with Bowie and Adrian Blue with Bowie, and both of them were fantastic. The, the Glass Spider tours were Fram, Frampton came
1: okay. out and
0: it was it was ridiculous. Yeah. but but that going back to Tony Levin. Yes, Tony Levin also played a thing called the Chapman Stick, and which I mean, he did
1: a lot on those three albums. He did oh, a lot yeah, of Chapman fra- Stick. He
0: did a ridiculous amount. But then we were also talking about this before we started the pod. Um, Tony Levin played with Steve Gadd back in college. And, yes. And they, they went to school together. They went to school together. I, think they, I don't know if they went to Eastman or, if, or, or... I'm not sure about that. We don't have a fax checker yet. We, we not can't, yet. We can't, we can't afford, afford one. Someday. <laughs> someday. We'll pay him in liquor. You know, but
1: they both played on Paul Simon's, Paul
0: Simon's... Was it Crazy? Stir Crazy? What was the name of the Oh, jeez. I'll
1: have to look it up. Um, but Late in the Evening was
0: on that album that's it and um, Gad's we were talking about Gad's playing I, I love Gad because he's, he's, he's just a, he's just a mechanic when it comes to playing time but you listen to him play, and it also sounds like his drums are underwater. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like, fu, 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 fu. but that was that was the '80s sound.
1: Yeah. Kind of was, or really late '70s. Yeah, so, was this is a '78
0: something like that? He was a beast. He probably still is. There's a picture of him on Instagram with Will Lee and uh, oh, a vocalist playing uh, somewhere in Tokyo.
1: Yeah, another album that Tony Levin played on, which was very popular and people would know it. I don't know if he played stick or not, but it was the Peter Gabriel oh. album. So
0: he was on like five or six, at least, the Peter Gabriel albums. Yes, yeah, he was on. He was on a lot of them. Yeah, which no. yeah, I mean,
1: what was the one? Um, Sledgehammer. Sledgehammers. A lot of real strong bass yeah. sounds in there that Tony came up with, and just he was killing it. Yeah, that was a great album too. That whole album was.
0: Oh, it was a great, fantastic album. Uh, Peter Gabriel. Yeah. Peter Gabriel's still with us, but Rob, Rob Robert Plant is not Robert Plant. Uh, Robert Palmer isn't with us anymore. The guy that did "Addicted to Love."
1: Yeah, I don't know how you got those two. Con- I, don't, I don't. I
0: I drew a conclusion. <laughs> Just leave me alone. Yeah, I, I drew a conclusion that it only works in my head. Like, for, for Peter folks,
1: Gabriel listen. was in Genesis.
0: <laughs> yeah, and Robert Palmer uh, was not. Yeah, that's thank you. <laughs> uh, we're we're going to pause for a minute to let Vinny's brain catch up. Okay, we're okay, back we're from ready. yeah. All right, post station identification <laughs> or or synapse identification.
1: Uh, it would be cool. No, so he wrote a book. So I'm gonna have to get his book, Tony Levin. Tony book. Levin wrote a book. Yeah, he wrote a book, and it's it's snippets about being on the road and different people he's played with. Oh, and cool. So I'll have to pick that up, and then we'll we we'll, I'll pass it on to you, and then maybe we'll we'll see if we can interview him.
0: Okay. Why not? Well, sure. i will I'll we'll, we'll make the call. We'll get him on Skype or something. And say, "Hey, I bet, Tony!" I, I bet you I could get Brian Br- Brian Bromberg online if we wanted. Yeah, I, I was in contact with him for a little while. You know, I'm real friends with him on Facebook, not the fake. Uh, friends he's guys. a monster player. That's yeah, and see, now I just jumped from that from Tony Eleven. Yeah, I don't I,
1: know how. Yeah, you went from
0: friends, friends, you know, on the t- somebody on to India. get on. Uh, yeah. the well, pod. Yeah, and Kuzino's not one of them right
1: now. No, no, we, we. I think it'd be cool if we could get Tony Levin.
0: I would be great if we could get Tony Eleven. Just hey, man. steal.
1: We're just two bass players looking to some, interview. Just five questions.
0: minute, five minute interview. Five a, What What is your most favorite touring band? That would be one of the questions. Oh, that would I be honest. a very good question. Is Who's your favorite, favorite
1: drummer, drummer to play with? Who's your favorite drummer? And why? And why oh my gosh, we're on the same wavelength. same wavelength. And why? LinkedIn. Yeah, I'm sure Steve Gadd would rank up there very high. If he does. That, and what's it like to play with Bill Bruford? Because he's a very. He, uh, very unique kind of player.
0: He seems a little uh, um, eclectic. Uh, there was a, a lot of toms,
1: not a lot of cymbals. Yeah, very, no. especially that those three albums we talked about. It's a very modern sound. It, I think it, I think it uh, aged really well. Those three albums. Oh, those
0: uh, those albums. I the first I listened to this. Especially.
1: 80s stuff. You listen to 80s stuff, and you're like, "Oh it's, my it's, god!" Uh, yeah,
0: your, your hair just you're, starts growing.
1: That's a DX7 sounding <laughs> yeah, 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 They yeah. should have just never come up with. And some of the, oh, some of the Somehow sounds are I
0: have, terrible. I have an urge to stay up late and drink. You know, it's, I, the I electronic
1: drums. Oh, oh, that's terrible. It's just awful. But that really aged. Really, those three albums, I really dug, and still do. But anyways, Apple just re-released them. Because I couldn't find him six months ago, and then all no, of a sudden yeah, it was like,
0: you, oh, well, here I, they are. When you when you, played, when you played them for me, I went home and I looked, and I had Three Perfect Pair in Discipline. I didn't have Beat, but I had, yeah. rest, I had those two. Beat's got good. a
1: lot of cool stuff on it, too. I'll have to, I'll have to listen yeah, to yeah. Have it. Yeah, there's some nice stuff on that as my, well.
0: My buddy my buddy uh, in, in college just wanted to turn me on to Adrian Ballou and Elephant oh, Talk. yeah. yeah. That was like, one of the first ones, and he's in over there going... Anger, you know, it's like, <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you, man? Shit, you know. chat, <laughs> chit, chat. Uh, it's, it's, it's like you get done you go, Should I be smoking something <laughs> to understand this? It was very fun, but you know, it's a
1: very dangerous place, it's man. Very,
0: it's like, holy
1: shit. Well, we played Manakuta's from yeah, Discipline. that was that was fun, that was really, yeah, fun a couple episodes ago. That was, that was fun that's a great tune, yeah.
0: So, all right, let's move on. Next topic, all right. This is a quick one, good. Why? At 50, nearly 57 years old, do I still have zits?
1: <laughs> you need to change your soap. No,
0: it has nothing to do with my soap. Irish Spring. No, that has nothing to do it with it. It cleanse with... Um, there, there, my father asked me this question in, later on in his life. He goes, when do zits stop? And I, and I just looked at them and I go, what are you, you're you asking me? I think you're once you pop them, they're done. Yeah. No, that's you, what you, you stopped said them. before. Yeah. No, they, like, show up <laughs> in odd places. and, you, and you're like, I'm not going to ask about that. Well. <laughs> 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 Let's just say Let's that there's no reason for zits at 56 or 57 You would think. Yeah. I don't understand that. Yeah, you need, like, some kind of fa- facial scrub. I was just, here's the thing. When I use a facial scrub, I get more zits.
1: I would quit using the facial scrub. Well, I
0: have, but does it still appear.
1: You it, must have very oily well, skin.
0: I'm, I'm half Mediterranean. Oh, so, so, yeah. so maybe I'm, I'm that's what say. it is. It's, not, it's, I guess I shouldn't complain.
1: It's your genes. It's my genes. You're going to live to 150.
0: I well, that'd be good. If I get to play bass
1: <laughs> and chase women, as long as you eat olives, I'll be fine the rest of your life. Yeah. You'll live to 150.
0: Green olives and gin.
1: That's yeah, I don't know. I every once in a while I have a little. I had one on Plum-ish. my head the
0: other day. And it wasn't you usually really
1: it's right. on my nose. It's, a, yeah, it's the, the worst, it was, most inopportune time
0: and when and you get those right, right. zuber's. Oh, had, when we were taking pictures in the Air Force, I would get an infected hair <laughs> on my, oh, just like a big goyle on my face. It was ridiculous. So that, I, just, I just had to bring that up. I was thinking about that. I had to get up my chest. So I went to Maine. Wow. On purpose? It, it was for a wedding. It was, oh, so It was took the purpose. whole family and it yeah. was
1: a lot of fun. But on the way out, so it's cheaper to fly out of Pittsburgh substantially okay. than to fly out of Dayton or Cincy. Hell yeah. And I had to buy five tickets because I'm taking the whole family. Okay. So if I can save eh, 100 120 bucks per ticket, it's a substantial savings to fly out of Pittsburgh. And You know, my family's from there, so easy to drive Pittsburgh, over right. to the Berg. It's four hours. It's three and a half hours. It's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. Yeah, so we drive over there and my, uh, stay with my brother Kenny, who's who's a big fan of the pod. Right, and uh, he got a new toy. What did he get? He got a new car. What kind of car? It's a Tesla. What? Yes.
0: What? Would what he get the sedan or did he get the SUV? It's a,
1: it's, a, it's like a four door sporty looking thing. White. Jeez. He let me drive it. How was it, dude? It's the future.
0: It's the future. It is. No, no, no noise.
1: Right? Uh, I'm sorry, um, Arab people.
0: Oh, we're gonna take all your. We're gonna. We we're don't gonna, need your don't oil. Need oil, I, oil, it, we're, oil. We're,
1: in twenty years.
0: So, is it completely electric? Yes, completely. There's no. no gas. gas.
1: No. How long does it run on a charge? Three hundred and some miles. That's most. Now, that's which, a
0: week for most people. Well,
1: driving. yeah, and if you're going on a trip, what it will do is it will tell you. Say I want to go. Let's say you want to go from Pittsburgh to Houston. Okay. It'll plot out your trip and tell you where they have the
0: the little Tesla charging pads. It's
1: not Tesla. Yeah, those chargers are. There's one. Universal. Yeah, they're universal. There's four of them at the uh, museum here in Dayton. The first four spots for parking at the Air Force Museum
0: are for electric cars.
1: I'll be dipped. Yeah. Look. Next time you go by there, take a look. Okay. They're these big ass looking. You know. Yeah. We talked about... Hunkin' 220s. 220, yeah, it's... it's Well, that's exactly what it... So, 220, 221. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Mr. Mom. So, uh, he had a guy come out and actually run conduit from his electrical box in his garage over to, in between the post, in between the two garage door openers, and that's where he put his charger, and it's a big hunkin'. It's like a 220... Because it charges
0: thing. pretty quickly, if I understand. He right. just
1: plugs it in every night when he pulls in.
0: Right, charge for that.
1: Sixty-four thing. cents a night. To charge it. To charge it. Do you know how much you would save in gas? Oh my God. It handles, like you would not believe. Wow. He let me drive it, and it's in. We were in, southern, you know, western Pennsylvania. Right. South Hills. It's
0: it's That's, there's some stuff around. It's there. hilly. Yeah. And I curvy.
1: I know. And, it just. Responds like you would not
0: believe sorry. So it's my understanding when you get in there Like the like the mirrors close up and then they open up and all that shit and from the outside and it turns on And it adjusts your seat. You through. know what's
1: really cool about it? the whole thing is Controlled by your iPhone or your yourself. That's the brain. Really? It's crazy. He bought it with his phone
0: He bought it with his phone. I'm pretty sure. Oh my god. What does he do for a living? He, he's a physical therapist. Oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah. I'm just he, trying He actually owns he he He's actually ha-
1: owns his own that's business. That's right, he owns his own Herb business. Or physical therapy. Trying to get his son involved. Maybe he should sponsor mean. us. Sponsored Herb. by Herb Physical Therapy. Herb, because Come visit us in our, is, our new location Herb, in Cannonsburg. You'll need us, trust me.
0: <laughs> After listening to this podcast, you'll be doing the seven dance moves and Well, on he
1: played our podcast on the Tesla in the Tesla, the speaker system and there was outrageous. It wow. sounded awesome. So that must have sounded fantastic. Well yeah. You were on the passenger side and I was on the driver's <laughs> side and the kids were in the back. They're like, Oh, I'm on dad's side. Oh, that's perfect. You're on the left side. But it I'm telling you, you when you push the accelerator down, mm-hmm. it just it's like a golf cart. There's no like sometimes in a car kind of like you, get a you have to well, it opens up you know, the gas to go into the this or that or whatever and right. then Something has to fire, and that causes the accelerate. When you
0: don't get all technical
1: now, I don't. And let's put the disclaimer in here right away. I'm not an engineer,
0: or a mechanic, a mechanic or
1: an, I don't or, know crap about or, or cars
0: a, or a combustion I can
1: barely mechanism. play bass, but <laughs> you did I, will tell, I, did. I will tell you this: when I pushed down on the pedal on that thing, uh-huh. I could feel chief horses. I felt my cheeks go back. I felt my cheeks go back. Wow. I mean, it just instant.
0: Leather seats and I didn't, Oh yeah.
1: Oh, the interior was. It's crazy because there's nothing. It's not like a dashboard or anything. You get in. There's a steering wheel and there's a display. Okay. That's it. That's what you get. The display. Where's the radio? It's on. It's in there. It's like Prego. It's, <laughs> it's in there. It's all in, in It's all in there.
0: Preggo. It's, in, there,
1: it has it's a, a setting on it. It's like date night. And then a fire starts, and it's just a scene of a fire. And and then it starts playing some brown 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 <laughs> brown cow yeah.
0: yeah, So perfect.
1: It was, yeah. And then it has whoopee cushion seats.
0: Whoopee cushion seats. Yeah, you can you can um you can make them make them make whoopee cushion noises. Yeah, like on purpose. <laughs> really?
1: Yeah. It's hilarious. It's, 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 it's absolutely...
0: All this, Everything... all this and, and electricity, too.
1: It was crazy, dude. I'm getting one. Yeah, well, we yeah. talked about this on the pod. I'm getting one that drives itself. It, and this one drives itself. What? Yeah, it drives itself. What? He told me he could get out of the car in the parking lot. And par- have it park. It would park itself by itself, but it's not legal to do right now. But it has that capability. He's, he drove home from the golf course. He never touched the, the handle, the, the steering wheel. What? Yes.
0: So so that, that comes up with a new thing. If, if for some reason the car gets into an accident, whose fault is it? The car's? It's the owner's fault. Who says? You're responsible for it. Not if the car's driving.
1: <laughs> well, you shouldn't let the car drive.
0: <laughs> well, that's not my fault. The car <laughs> has a mind of its own. <laughs> well, you shouldn't let it drive, fool. <laughs> fool? Fool, what are you doing, fool?
1: Yeah, that's funny. But it was very impressive. Wow. And it handled like... He had a BMW. He said it handles better than his...
0: By far. Better than the BMW? Yes. Well, the service... Well, here's the next question. I mean, I, he obviously hasn't had it very long. You'll have to ask him what it's like to take it to get serviced. True. It's because if something goes wrong in there, holy God.
1: Well, there's no engine oil. No, i, I realize realized that. There's no
0: engine. But there's brakes. You know, yeah,
1: brakes and tires. That's got to be the same as brakes and tires on a regular car.
0: Well, you'd hope. It's not like a Bugatti or something. Don't, don't threaten me, pal. <laughs> watch, your, <laughs> watch your tone. Watch <laughs> your tone with me. It is a family show. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I mean, it is. I mean, no, it, it's it really is. not. It's really not. Kids, if you're listening, put put down I the headphones. I saw where and... Tracy
1: Morgan got in an accident with his Bugatti. He bought a. I think it's a $200,000, $2 million car. Is it $2 million? How much is a Bugatti? Bugattis are expensive. It's like $2 million car yeah, or something
0: million. like that. He, got a bad, he had a bad accident. Was that the a- accident? No, the no, no, brand?
1: no. This was this week. Oh. And okay? he was driving it home from the dealership and some lady hit him.
0: Oh, no. No. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, to that's. Change the change of
1: oil in that's like $40,000. What
0: the hell? Yeah. Look, for a $2 million car, there needs to come, it needs to come with a fluff girl that drives you all around. <laughs> You know, in more than one way. <laughs> okay, Robert Kraft. <laughs> well, if for two million dollars, <laughs> hails bells. And I don't even own a football team.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you,
0: gas is going away. Well, I'm, I'll be happy to see it go, because I'm tired of listening to the Chrissy tell me the gas is two eighty-five. It's as cheap as crap. I know, but she doesn't. she Every time gas goes up. She gets upset. And I try to tell uh, her that no matter what oh you, have my to, gosh. you have to use the gas. So just gas the is
1: so cheap right now, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. I paid it two forty eight. What's it pay two forty eight? At the speedway where you bought your, your big gulp.
0: My <laughs> big gulp. Those people don't know big gulps here. Did they're in they Ohio? Call they're, they're super chills. I don't know what the hell they call them. You know.
1: Regardless, I think That's, oil is in a free fall again. I think that, it's fifty eight dollars a barrel. And 57. Gas it should be dropping. There's a huge surplus of oil right now. Really? Yeah, yeah, I would watch for it to drop even more this summer. But who cares? I'm getting an, I'm getting an electric car. Once we once this show goes viral and we're, we're huge. Well, I think I'm Tesla,
0: Tesla should sponsor us.
1: Sponsored by Tesla, Tesla. Your electric car.
0: When you have to get there in 385 miles or less.
1: <laughs> At the speed of light.
0: Woo! i will play a tune.
1: Yeah, let's do a tune. Okay. I wrote okay. zero tunes this week, so you're... you're, uh, Like I said, I had to go to Maine. Right. right. I didn't have any access to a bass or a piano or any type of... You know, Is that you or me? I don't know. Somebody just... Somebody just beeps out. an emergency. That's emergency! Right. Emergency! No, it wasn't... That, well, maybe it was me. I don't know. Danger, no. Will Robinson. Danger,
0: danger! I'll put it over here where... Danger, it, no, Will Robinson. Anyway, um, I wrote a tune um, that... Uh, we we kind of rehearsed a little bit before we started this um it's called uh, enjoy this day and i was i was woke up one morning the day was beautiful and sunny and happy as hell and that sounds like it yeah
1: it's like a count your blessings right right Hunt enjoy the good day. kind of thing well and then
0: it, it, it'll it'll bring up the next topic after we play this tune because because uh, you, while you were in uh, in Maine, we were we were here enjoying some shit.
1: Uh, yeah, I saw you guys on the news, the yeah, national bet news. Yeah, that you did
0: see us on the national news. It was like God Beaver says. Creek.
1: That's yeah. across. That's, that's right. That's, right, right, that's, that's
0: next, next door. Next door. What the hell happened? <laughs> so let, let's let's play this tune. and We can talk about this uh, this after this. Okay, let's do it. Day. Sound good. Thanks. I, I I had fun playing it. It was. It I just woke up in the morning and it was a nice day outside. It hadn't been nice it, in a while. It's
1: all like one scale to play over, which makes it yeah. very fun to solo over. Yeah, yeah. You,
0: you can't you can't you can't fuck it up. No, you just, you just, you're just <laughs> playing. You're like every, every up, note seems yeah, to Yeah,
1: there it goes. That's that's beautiful. Just you know if you can play a. See lady, and you're in business. You're in business, right there. Yep. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Or just G major, just think G major the whole time. Yeah,
0: it's, it's, def- so, it's definitely fun. Great tune. Love the bridge. How'd you come up with the bridge? Um, it was, I of all things, I was listening to an old Boston tune. I really? Yeah, I can't remember what the... I what was the, just there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, you were. And it just, it just, it's just one of those things that just, you know... Uh, I needed something to, something to fill it, and I didn't want to just jump to it. I wanted to do something completely different, but not ridiculous. Right, right. You know, and it was nice because you got the solo over it.
1: Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we take a solo. Okay. George, don't mind, I, I got it. I, no, no, I'll do it. No, no. I'll take a solo. I've got sure. extra
0: strings. I can do it. No, I no I'll take a solo. <laughs> no. I got an idea. What? Why don't I, I take, take a solo. solo? Yeah, that'd be great.
1: So, um,
0: sure. so, so in, the, in the midst of you being gone... Uh, on the thirty-first of May, we had uh, it, There's some different versions about how many, but some serious tornadoes touched down. I saw that in the area, and I can still, you know, see the destruction. Oh my God! I was driving up to Troy, which is up seventy-five north, and I we drove past on the highway. Jim Jim Smith and I were we're looking at this like, holy crap!
1: You know, yep North got hit hard. That's the best stuff.
0: Our stepdaughter, you know, like like anything else, I want to preface preface this and say that. Obviously, all those things that happened with the tornadoes and all the victims—you know—I hope everything's okay. And we're trying to find um, the the band I played with tonight is trying to do a thing where we're trying to do a a kind of a a, what the hell word am I looking for? Um, A A free a free gig for you know for like relief, yeah, you know relief for live aid, yeah, yeah, farm aid, farm aid, Tornado tornado aid, tornado aid, yeah so we we're, we're, try, we're trying yeah i think it is, i think it's like put us in the lineup it's like Dayton strong or something put i can't I'm, I'm 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 out of town i'm going to my mom's my mom's 80th birthday when let's they do our dance. own yeah, we can do one here yeah we can do something
1: have jr herb trio and and uh the, jim smith and Vinny. jim smith and Vinny and, and do something for no them. get Felita in the in the gang i could talk to them yeah what's the name of that band
0: moments notice
1: moments notice yeah
0: but, yeah, but the, the the point of all this is that that they're working on something to do to do something to help with with. Uh, there's uh, a con- there's a concert tomorrow. There's another. Uh, you know, uh, Cassie Barlow. She used to be the yeah. Uh, uh, I know cur- Colonel Barlow. Uh, yeah, she's uh, involved with some people in town. Her and Felita are working on something to do at it. It. Levitt Pavilion by the Crown um, downtown.
1: I need to reach out to her and let her know. I'll play for free.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's. good it, um, she's just trying to get like six or seven acts. Do like an afternoon of that stuff. That'd be uh, fun. Yeah, it'd definitely be fun. I, I when she was talking about the dates, I work on Sundays and and then I'm off I'm off two two Sundays after that because I'm gonna be out of town. So it's her, where her, are you going? Well, I'm going to see my mom for. I, well, I shouldn't tell you this because she'll be listening to it. No, she won't listen to this podcast. <laughs> it's her it's it's her it's her surprise 80th birthday. Oh okay
1: party. wow, so, wow.
0: Anyway, that'll be fun. The, the point of this is I want to make sure that everybody understands mm-hmm. that The tornado was the tornadoes were mm-hmm. awful. There there were. <laughs>
2: They, oh, sorry. Were, they were
0: um, they were devastating. But it's amazing on how things happen the way they do and how they catch certain people and how they don't catch others. Yeah. And I'm I'm, I'm gonna make some well, yeah, I'm gonna make some light of this in, in, in a way talking about how it didn't catch Chrissy and I and how and it was it was kind of silly for us. But in no way does that mean that I'm trying to be uh, flippant to flip it about, gotcha. about the rest of sure. the tornado stuff. Because those people that got hit had, had had a horrible experience, but I think there was only one death. There was only one. Just miraculous. One death. And the guy he was 81 years old. He died in his sleep because a car went through his house and killed him while he was sleeping. Well, if you got to go at 81 in your
1: sleep, you lived a full life. It, I mean, it's like, well, I got to give tomorrow and make a difference in the world. You know, by the time you're 81, hopefully you've done that. You've made a you made a lot of differences. By exactly. That, you know. But but for me,
0: God rest his soul. Yeah, God rest his soul. So. For me, um, Chrissy and I are are trying to enjoy Memorial Day, having a couple of adult beverages and just relaxing. One of my favorite things. Uh, Especially on a holiday, right? Mm So we get a call from our, our daughter, Tara, who is up in Tip City, which is north of 70, which is where some of the crap was really going on. And she's hunkered down in the bathroom with her dog and her boyfriend, and her daughter wasn't with her. She was with her baby daddy. But um, she's hunkered down and worried about what's going to happen, and she's asking us if we're hunkered down. So I look at the radar, and the radar says, hey, you know, it's all north, we're going we're to be fine. So. We're trying to talk her down off the ledge and say you know terry you're in a good place everything should be good you know hopefully everything's fine we're not trying to make light of it but at the same time we're telling her you know she should get out of the bathroom downstairs grab herself a a bottle of something and just kind of relax and take it easy because she may be in there for a while Get get a uh, phone charger or something else so we talk her down now by this time chrissy has had enough to drink where She's a, a little drunk. She's a little tipsy. So we go to the bedroom to go to sleep, and Jr. it was a light show like nobody's really? business. I got two windows that face us. It's like uh, south and north. No, excuse me, east and north. And we were getting full-fledged light up the sky. Yeah. Uh, you know, Chrissy was drunk enough where her, her comment was, is, oh, I don't care if we die. You know, we'll be okay. Everything's fine. And I'm looking at her, going, "What are you saying? That's terrible." I'm, I've got the dog in the bedroom. We're thinking about at least considering going to the bathroom to sit down for a little while. You know, I mean, it's you know, serious. yeah, you want to get
1: to an interior well, well, room
0: the, 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 with no windows or no doors, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. Yeah, and, and, or doors, but only one. But anyway, the. The dog was with us, and it was, it was serious, the sirens were going off, you know, and there was, there, there was time to about get to an to internal to, room. Not her, she's going to sleep. <laughs> so I went to sleep with her, you know, oh, and then I, then I woke up at 1.15, here's the thing, I woke up at 1.15, I can't express to you how light it was outside at, at nearly midnight, you know, with, with, the, with the, the thunder, okay? So at 1:15 I wake up, and now the rain and the thunder and the lightning have has all stopped. The power is still on, but it's pitch black in the room. So I wake up at 1:15 and I'm going, "Oh my God, am I dead? Did we die? You know, because now I, I don't hear anything." Uh, so it it was it was definitely bad. I mean, you know, I don't like I said. I'm not trying to make light of it at all. No. Yeah. But there's some serious. I mean, like they, they said, like 12 or 15 tornadoes touched down. That's
1: crazy.
0: Yeah. For the for the Midwest and Ohio, that's kind of an unusual thing.
1: I thought they would have all landed in Xenia. Well,
0: Zenia was where they're headed. <laughs> they just never made <laughs> it. <there.
1: laughs> Something you know, happened. Yeah, they Didn't quite make it to Xenia. They, they turned
0: south at City. Oh my it. goodness. Yeah. So that that was that. You missed a lot. I mean, there was a, you, if you drive through some of Beaver Creek. And you drive yeah. through 75. I mean, there's some serious. Yeah, some of appeal. my guys,
1: uh, I released them from work on Monday,
0: so they could go do some helping. You go help some people out. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. So. As well, we should. Yeah, absolutely. So if that if that gig comes up, I'll say something to you about it. But yeah, I should but, reach out uh, to Tom yeah. yeah, Barlow and to, say, hey, yeah, get something going. Well, on. I'll play
1: it for free. I got a band.
0: Yeah. So no one something. wants to
1: hear us, but I got a band.
0: Hey, at this point, you know, free free uh, <laughs> free entertainment, free publicity. You know, you might get a, you might get a water out of it, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. or a
0: hop soda, or a hop soda. That's more you can say for most gigs. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh well, at least it won't be two weeks later. Next subject. Yeah, next yeah, next subject. Yeah. So, when you play a gig and someone says it's pays so much, do you feel it's incumbent upon them to tell you that if it's not going to be for a few weeks or months, that that's kind of part of something you should. Disclose prior to yeah, it should be Being an, a bass player on it, that
0: gig It should be in a discovery phase Of the, of the prior to the gig shit you know? <laughs> yeah. notice, notice how I've, I've Changed my demeanor and my tone Because I was told Right after the gig was over That I had to file some paperwork To get paid and the payment was not going to be For at least two weeks And I just looked at the person Like Really? Really? <laughs> really would you do this to your plumber because I'm about to just go undo what I just did for the last three and a half hours <laughs> that's what a plumber would do a plumber would pull off all the hoses and undo, yeah. the, undo the shit and say when you want me to put it back together pay I, I'm sorry maybe I'm maybe I'm just a prude I man. think you're a little cranky I am cranky but I did eat, so, you know, you, you fed me some pizza, so I'm not that cranky. But I am cranky. I admit it.
1: No, I, I just mean in general.
0: <laughs> well, maybe that, too. When it comes to, <laughs> you know, like, like, business. Hey, man, I want to get paid for what I did. You will. Yeah. Will is the, is the, is the operative word.
1: Eventually is the operative uh, well, word. <laughs> will and eventually.
0: You know, and either of those two words together don't work with well, me. Well,
1: yeah. If you tell me
0: beforehand,
1: here's the situation. Do you want to do the gig? That's different.
0: Right. Then if but I if say you, get yes.
1: playing, you get done playing, get done playing say, oh, yeah, um, about the check. It's not going to be for a few weeks or a month. And by the way, here's a W-9. I need you to fill this out.
0: Uh, that's, I can see where that would be frustrating. Well, the thing about it that bothers me is this. The gig has been on the books for a little while. First. Second. Well, here's another factor: Did it pay a lot of money? Well, I paid decent. I okay, bucks. Because
1: it's like, well, if you could have had another gig for 75 right, or 100 right, bucks, right, right. paid immediately, right? Would you? Take uh, money? Exactly.
0: I didn't have another, I didn't have another gig. Now I I had. Okay, students, well, I, I moved some students go. around, so I, I probably moved a third of that money in students around. But
1: you're yeah. still going to get that money,
0: right? But the, but the issue for me is that if if I know that. We've got a gig in two weeks, and I know that there needs to be paperwork that needs to be filled out before the gig, I can be paid. I would like to hand that paperwork to the person and say, cut us a check on the day of the gig or right afterwards. The day afterwards. Now it's, think about this, it's now Thursday. I might have a a W-9 in my hands Friday, maybe Monday. So now we're two weeks later past that. And if something goes wrong, as it usually does... And people lose the paperwork or they don't. Oh, I'm sorry. I had a W-9, but I need you to fill out another W-9 because I lost it. I am now that many days away from getting paid yet again. (laughs) I'm sorry. I want my money. Did I say that succinctly enough? I even said succinctly right. Yeah, you did. (laughs) I just don't. Damn it. I just don't get that. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. I don't get that upset about it.
1: (laughs) I don't know. As long as you pay me. Well, if you don't pay me, I'll never play a gig with you again. Well,
0: uh, that's there's that's, that. I haven't had that happen to me. The thing that bothered me, uh, one, one last part of this, I had a gig on Wednesday, and I told the guy that I wanted to get paid at the gig. So he walks up to us and sits down. And I've worked with this guy before, and he's he's an okay guy, but he he's, has has a bit of a a, a bit of a little uh, he, he's bumpy. So he sits down next to me when we're we're set up, and he goes. Um, I have a problem. Ah, uh, what? And he goes, um, I left my checkbook at home. Okay. He says, where do you live? And, he, and fortunately, Jim lived in, in Belbrook, across from Centerville. So the guy said he'd drop off checks at Jim's house. So I, he walks away, and I'm like, uh, all right, I'm still mad, but okay, fine. Now, as it turns out, we were there for another hour and a half before we went home. Scott went home. And he put the money in Jim's. So when I got home, he opened the mailbox, and there it was. So we, wow. got, we got paid. So I, I, I take back all the nasty well, things. Well, I mean, I shit about. happens. Well, yes. And if you come up to me and apologize and say, I'm sorry, I left my checkbook at home. You're still fine. cranky. I am still cranky. I am still cranky. I got good food, and it was a nice gig, and I had fun. But I'm cranky, goddammit, because I want my money. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're all about the Benjamins.
0: I want some... <laughs> I don't play that often for chump change. I usually play for a decent amount of money, and I want the money. I got a, I mean, Chrissy's birthday's coming up. I got to get her a birthday present. That's money oh, to save.
1: I think it's time. So last episode, we had a little fun with Star Trek, and we had talked about writing. You know, maybe something that related instead of doing themes that they did on the show. But let's come up with our own. Star Wars, Star Trek, music, <laughs> and write something. So, like I said, I was in Maine, which is kind of like another planet, but not really. Kind of like hell. <laughs> I liked Maine. It was nice. Did you get blueberries? No, I had lobster. Lobster. Lots of lobster. lobster that was lobster delicious. In
0: Maine. It was
1: nice, nice and cool. You know, ah, yeah. overcast and rainy most of the time. I, I read, I read a lot.
0: Well, that's good. How You were there two weeks.
1: Uh, it was, no, it was
0: close to seven or eight days. Oh, okay. So it was not that bad. So you drove up from Boston up there? Or?
1: Yeah. We were in two different locations in Maine. Oh. Like mid-Maine, and then we came back down towards oh. York, Maine, which is really about an hour and a half from Boston.
0: Oh, okay. So it's not that far. I thought no. It, I thought
1: it was farther. We were it's not further. up at Loring. Okay, yeah. The first stop was mid-Maine near a town called Belfast, and it was, it was a good four-hour drive from Logan Airport. Oh, okay. We ran this big old expedition. It was a blast
0: getting out of logan airport must have been amazing. oh
1: there's oh man those people drive like idiots
0: i had to drive we went up there to play patriots day with the band of mcguire before the mm-hmm. band bandit hanscom was up yeah and i had to drive from from hanscom to logan to pick up a piano player oh that was that was a drive making sure you're in the right lane underneath the underneath the lanes and stuff you know the, the stack well that was, that you was need driving.
1: to be able to step on the gas to get in and out of traffic there. They don't pull around. And, and not, there's
0: a ton of traffic. Yeah, and not be uh, uh, timid at all. No, you got to get out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, having driven in D.C., Philadelphia, Baltimore, uh, New York City, and Boston, I think I can I can hold my own. Yeah. You know, especially with a, with
1: some of those with a two and a half ton truck. You know. So regardless, I was unable to compose anything. I will be on the hook for next, next pod, for some Star Trek original composition. Okay. But you, you did, you, you rose to the occasion. Yeah. You stepped up and I you wrote.
0: Up. What did you write? I wrote a tune called Spock's Rage. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sp- the first one. Spock's Rage. It's just. Uh, I, I, here's here's what happened. For this, for you people that think that the pod just kind of does itself and then it goes away and then we come back again and do it next week, I do pre-production stuff where I I worry about the iPad and recording everything else. I mix it a little bit and I give it to JR and JR does the post-production stuff where he puts it through a couple systems. To get I just to get put it, it online. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does that and then he monitors who listens to us and it gives it's, us. It's gives very us easy. Feedback. <laughs> well, well, somebody needs the easy job. But anyway, af- after after we do the podcast, we sit and talk while we're packing up. And we were talking about doing these tunes, and I said, "Okay." And I so I went home and I started doing YouTube videos to, to, to watch these things. You'd be amazed how many how many fight scenes there are with Kirk and Spock and you know, oh yeah, all that crazy. Crap. Oh
1: yes, you that's know. that was the whole
0: that was the whole the whole premise of the damn thing. S- somehow
1: there. they've got to get Kirk um, Captain Kirk's shirt off, right? And usually it was a fight, and he got cut up. And, yeah, yeah.
0: Scott cut him up with this thing that looked like a like a like a dumbbell and a and, a and an axe. Yeah, and he swiped it That's across his chest. That's a good one. Chest. Yeah, that was a good episode. But but I'm watching this stuff and I'm getting all these these weird notes and everything else. So I I decided to write this tone. So it it's just the theme. We didn't decide to solo over it. I think we're just gonna do the yes. Theme, the theme we're
1: going gonna play this. Um. It's kind of rocking too. It's kind of a. Yeah yeah. It's... it's, it's yeah. It's gonna be good.
0: All right. Whenever you're ready. Okay.
1: All right, let's Spock's get, rage. Spock's written rage. Written, <laughs>
0: written, written by written, Vinnie Marshall. Written for the new, for the new Star Trek and the new Spock and the new whoever that new Spock is going to be.
2: Thank you.
1: <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> uh, that is too funny. You can just see Spock fighting. Oh yeah. Not with phasers either. I mean, it's hand no, to hand. Man, hand this hand is like a hand
0: to hand combat, combat kind well, of tune. None of that Vulcan mind meld shit. No, no, no. Squeezing on the neck and the No, none of that. Nope. He's he's out for blood.
1: I think it was with Romulans. I think there were some Romulans <laughs> in the bushes that jumped these guys and suddenly. <laughs>
0: I do I do have to give a shout out real quick while I'm thinking about this cuz um, bef- before we uh go back to play uh um, or talk chair was nice enough to grab us uh, an adult beverage so that we could uh continue our pop hop soda hop soda and uh, my brother-in-law hello Mike loves to listen to the podcast and he said he loves the high-definition opening of the wine bottle. Of <laughs> the wine. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. It's, it's taken us a long time to do that. You know how many takes we have to do with that? <laughs> All right, we'll open up another wine bottle for you, Mike. So right now we're, next gonna, week. we're drinking some uh, hop soda and uh, going to enjoy some more of the podcast. So what's our next so, topic?
1: Next topic. Uh, you said you might have a take-me-to-the-Weller
0: I do story. have to take me to a take-me-to-the-Weller well, story.
2: The city,
0: Weller. All right. So this is supposed to be for our, in honor of our friend and, and comrade in arms, Scott Weller. And we just picked something that the band or some life-altering event that was goofy. It's just a storytelling section, let's be honest. So kids, sit back as we tell you the story about <laughs> Airman Michael Posick.
1: I've never heard of this guy.
0: Michael Posick uh, was, a, was a gentleman that played uh, guitar in the Air Force Band with me at McGuire and later on went to become a vocalist and guitar player at the air force band in washington dc with a group the diplomats for them he retired after a long and lengthy career and he's currently taking pictures i think for the government right now hello mike i hope you're listening i know we haven't had a chance to talk but the doctor is definitely in and i have a story about mike so, when I first got into the military, I turned 21 in basic training, and you can imagine that I came back to the, the band at McGuire, got myself situated in the dormitories, and drinking alcohol was a favorite thing to do in those first few years that I was in. So I turned 25, and I hear that there's a guitar player coming in, and uh, I'm on the phone, a real-life landline phone back in wow. the day, yeah, talking to a friend of mine. And I'm sitting there on the floor, and I'm having a six pack of beer. And Mike knocks on the door because he's now he's now staying next to, next to me, and he introduces himself. And he comes in with a bottle of whiskey. Oh, what kind? Uh, it was it was just uh, like Canadian Club or, or Seagram Seven. It wasn't anything fancy, right? Right. But he comes in and uh, he goes, "Hi, I'm Mike Posick. I'm you know I'm here." And Mike is 35. I'm 25. He's 35. He got in. Right, late. Right, right. Yeah, he, he was yeah. in he was in Vegas for for a lot of time. He was uh, grew up in Cle- the Cleveland area. Yeah, and then he was uh, in Chicago, and he was in Vegas, and he decided he wanted to. He the saw the light. He saw the light, right? The so, blue light. The blue light. So he <laughs> he shows up. With the bottle, and he holds out the bottle, and I'm going, I got beer. He goes, okay, so we started drinking. So as as you can imagine, Mike was a little light light on his feet because he had just got back from basic training. Right. So he got drunk pretty fast, you know. But we had a great time, and we instant instant friends. Had a blast. We were talking about the fact that we had a jazz gig coming up, and he needed to play guitar. And he said that he had had a real book in in, in Vegas, but he had never opened up the book. And I looked at him and go, You're going to need to bring that, you know. So. There's two parts to the story. I'll tell you the first part, and then I'll tell you the, the real book story, which is a real quick one. So uh, he said, well, I can come out here hear the band and see the band. He says, can I do that? I go, yeah, actually, we, we've got a gig tomorrow in uh, in Philadelphia at Penn's Landing. Now, if you know anything about Penn's Landing, Penn's Landing is like is like a, a place right on the river, and it's got a barge that they put the bands on, and, and audiences listen to a play. And it's not just the Air Force Band, it's everybody. Sure. So um, at 35, I thought Mike Mike knew all the things he needed to know about where to go and where to come and what to wear and everything else but apparently I didn't tell him so we drank and we got—we both were pretty blotto so the next day we go out to Penn's Landing now the band as JR knows but, I, but some people don't Travel in civilian clothes. They set up the band, and then they, they put on their class A uniforms and they play. Well, Mike didn't get that memo because Mike was just coming to sit on the on the bus, so Mike wore his dress blues. So now, not only is he wearing his dress blues, but it's August in Philadelphia, and even though we're on the water, it's about ninety degrees with about ninety five percent humidity. So Mike gets there, and Mike is also now. Now hung over.
1: Oh sweating like a dog.
0: S- sweating like a you know, like a whore in church. And he sits down and realizes when you're looking at the barge that the band is playing on, the barge oh no. is moving because it's floating on the water. Now the band feels it, but I guess the audience really sees it. So I Mike's out in the audience, we did our sound check and we're playing and He's, he looks like he's all three colors of green because he's just watching the watching the, 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 the boat the barge and he's hungover. over and to top it all off, every little old lady in Philadelphia sees him in uniform and walks up to him and goes, "Excuse me sir, can you tell me where the bathroom is am I going. I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm from Cleveland. I don't know anything about about bathrooms in Philadelphia. So I come up to him afterwards, and because I rode the truck, so I didn't I didn't see him get on the bus. He goes, Why didn't you tell me that we didn't have to? I didn't have to wear the uniform. So why didn't you ask me? And he just looked at me like like Oh, I guess I should have asked." I said, "Well, hey, you know." you look good. He goes, I don't feel good. He says, <laughs> he says I'm watching the damn boat move, and now i got to go drink a beer so I can keep this hangover from coming
1: back. Oh, uh, yeah. hair of the dog. <laughs> that,
0: it. So he, that, was his, that was his very first watching the Air Force band gig. So then the next week later, we're playing in the, the defense center down in Philadelphia, um, and we're playing jazz. And I, I said, it's, it's going to be you and me, dude. We're just going to play real book tunes." So he goes, well, wait a minute. He says, I haven't really used that book. He says, can we bring, bring like a flute player or something? Because I can't. I can't. You know, I just—I don't know if I can read these tunes. Oh my God! Okay, dude, no problem. So we, we get this flute player. She's from D- Detroit. Her name's Deblon Jackson. She didn't stay in the Air Force very long, but she's a very good flute player. Um, so she comes to play with us, and she's happy as hell because you know she's like a like a beatnik, you know. So she's playing like Herbert Laws, and we call, oh, it, like, yeah. we call it like Autumn Leaves. And and Mike is over there like you know. <laughs> I said, dude, we don't have time for this. Come on, one two, one, two, three, oh, four, shit. and I just put him on the spot, and he's scrambling his ass off, but in, 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 in all deference to Mike, he did a fantastic job. Nobody else knew that he was, he was stumbling, oh. except me, but you know, I, 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 I got him pretty good on that. I, I brought it up to him later on, but you know, he was like, why did you do that to me? I said, sorry, dude, I, needed a, I didn't have time hey, to play you're games. You're supposed to be qualified to and, play and this you're, music? And you're ten Come years on, al- man. You're ten years older than me, pal. The old man? The old man. So that's why I take me to the Weller story.
1: Awesome. Um, Yeah, you should be able to play a combo tune or gig. I mean, he told me that you know
0: he was he was basically playing trombone in Vegas, and they were just doing you know show stuff behind everybody. Yeah, you know, so he they weren't doing tunes like they weren't doing cocktail hour tunes. So when he said somebody told him to get the real book, and he got it, and he said he opened it up, and nobody ever called doing those tunes that were in the book. So, well, if you're in Vegas, you're playing different shit. But I, I laughed at that stuff because I'm like, dude, that's like, you know, you cut your teeth on that stuff. That every every musician that's a horn player playing that crap and you know, you playing that in high school, high school, yeah, you know, or or at least Jeez. college. For lordy, that lordy, yeah. So that, that was that was a funny, it was a funny lordy, story. Lo- yeah. Poor guy. Yeah.
1: Hey, did you um? Have you seen Chernobyl?
0: You showed me a little bit, but I haven't had a chance to see it yet. You gotta see Chernobyl. It. Is it is it is it just a uh, like a movie? It's a mini series. Oh it's a mini series. I think How it's many?
1: five episodes.
0: Only only five? I think it's five episodes. Okay, I'll so definitely far. have to watch it. I definitely yeah. have to watch it. It
1: sucked me in from day one.
0: Really well you know when was
1: Chernobyl? eighty
0: six? Eighty six. Yeah, eighty six. So it, it was in our lifetime's where, I was where I was an adult.
1: Yeah, I was too. I was in college and I'm I'm looking at what some of these guys had to do that were our age. Right.
0: Making was, decisions like that at, at, at a split second.
1: Well they had the they needed robots and the, the robots were melting. They landed like moon rovers on top of the, on the building. The, the dome or to whatever try and push the graphite that had been, you know the rods? Yeah then encased the rods. Right. Um, they had been exploded and they're everywhere so they're trying to get this stuff all into one area. Didn't to put, they, didn't cement, they put over cement over, over it, it. Right. So they put these like uh, they had like a bomb, you know, the robot things with right. the little remote control, mm-hmm. and they would land these things on the roof to, you know, to push stuff. And they wouldn't work cuz the radiation would fry everything. Wow. And then they tried a, a moon rover. Didn't work. It was fried as well. What
0: they wind up using?
1: Human beings. Really? Yes. Because we need bio bots. Wow.
0: <laughs> it's like and, and you. That's see, you're
1: gonna have ninety seconds. They just went in waves. They were they got all these guys from the army or they recruit you know I don't, I think it was the army, and they put them in these suits with metal and they gave them shovels and they went up the stairway and it was like okay nine you're gonna be out there for 90 seconds and after that you're gonna hear the bell you need to come back in and they went up on the roof and they hit the bell and the guys would come in and give them a shovel the shovel they were using they go out and they're trying to like it was like it's a disaster scene there's just debris everywhere and you know one guy got his foot caught stuck under a you know, a piece of cement or whatever and try to. Holy shit. To, it was, yeah, it was, it was. Uh, That's a little crazy. Those guys were our age at the same, at the same time. And did, they obviously died. Some of them. Well, they had like cancer and. Right. there's There's long lasting effects. Right. To the whole thing. But the series itself, I mean, it just is, it's it's just such.
0: Think uh, about that, Jared. That's 33 years ago. That's not that long. No, it's really not. That's not that long
1: ago. It's not. And it could happen. There's really? only two, two nuclear disasters that were that, at that level. Where was
0: that? Um, Nagasaki or... F- Fukushima or Fukushima, whatever, that's yeah. Right. Fukushima, that's right. Was
1: that's the right. other one. But it was really good acting, and at the end it was really awesome because the, the scientist who, I guess he eventually hung himself, who did testified to put some of the other guys in jail... Talked about, you know, lying and how the state the state actually had built these reactors and there was a flaw. But the, the USSR didn't want to admit there was a flaw. Of course not. They in don't want, they any of their technology because it makes
0: them look bad. Right. And by 86, they were almost almost uh, to the point where we had perestroika and all that other crazy stuff.
1: They were getting there. Yeah. Well, see, by they, the, they, I, at that point, they, I, they were, I think they were, pretty, they were pretty firmly entrenched in Afghanistan about... In the '80s, yeah, the early '80s, they were. They, yeah, they they were, they, left, of, they, yeah, they were probably just coming out of.
0: They left in '85.
1: Yeah, they were probably just coming out. USSR was still running pretty strong in the, in the mid '80s. Yeah. But uh, this guy, one of his one of the things he said was awesome. It was something like, "This is all all lies," and and you know, the, the judge is like, "You should be careful." where you're walking or with territory. He's like, uh, I'm, I've already walked in troubled territory because he was up on the, you know, sending those guys out and with oh, the timer. Really? Yeah, he was already like, you know, I've already been in careful where I walk. What, I, I already know where I've it? walked.
0: Lies, lies are something you owe the truth. He says,
1: um, each lie um, has a debt to the truth. Debt to the truth. That, and it's right. like, yeah, every lie has a debt, debt to, the to the truth of. that someday will be paid. Right. And that's what really brought down the Soviet Union. That's crazy. In the end. That's crazy. Um, I think that, Gorbachev Gorbachev was the whatever it was, this grand Granpua Premier. Yeah, of the of the Soviet Union at that time and I think that drove part of that drove him to realize this is built it's a house of cards.
0: Well, that's it, it you know there's a lot of people that say a lot of bad things about Reagan as a president. But Reagan's gamble about how to deal with the Soviets and how to push them by building up our military and starting to talk about the strategic uh, Star, Wars, well, Star Wars defense as yeah. well. Um, he, he was playing a game of chicken. And in the process, he, either he knew that, they, that, their, that their stuff was built on a house of cards or he was betting that it was. Because when he did that, he wound up pushing them to the point where they tried to compete and they couldn't. They tried to tried to build more nuclear weapons. They tried to increase their military. Yeah, we and, outspent
1: them and out, and out everything. everything Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and it was it wasn't a question of they they didn't ha- they had the will to do it. They just didn't have the money or the ability.
1: But they're like the Cleveland Browns, I think they have a culture of losing, and lying. and in in, this, in Russia right now is in the same boat. They, yeah. they suppress their people. They suppress the truth, the the free press, and that's why. I don't. I don't think that you know. I, I would imagine
0: half their nukes don't even work nowadays. You know, the the only thing that they have going for them is the fact that Vladimir Putin has been their president for what over fifteen years. And he's a ruthless. Oh, he's a ru- ruthless he's a, SOB. Yeah, he's a motherfucker. But, but you know, in the process, he, they haven't gone back and forth between the offices or. Where they haven't had elections, where Well, they control stuck, everything, they control all the stuff that they need. And it's all he a bunch was a of KGB officer when the Soviet right. Union fell. Don't you yeah, don't mess with a guy like that.
1: No, yeah. he's he's dangerous. Yeah, but they don't have a free press, and that's the one thing that we have. And say what you will about fake news. You know, my opinion is there's no such thing as fake news. It's, just it's nice. a bunch of lies. Right. It's either the truth or a it's lie. Not a lie. And what we just said, <coughs> a lie, is it?
0: lies is a lie a Elias debt, has a to, debt to the, the has, yeah has
1: a debt to be t- paid to the truth right and um at least i think as a cid- citizenry am i saying that right
0: citizenry for us as to, american the, citizens
1: yeah it's coming upon us to investigate and know right. what the hell's going, I mean, going on no, what is going on in this administration what is going on Whatever with our government, We're, it's a very important part. And the press is a part of that. And the press is lying. Then
0: we need to we need to we be know, aware about we, we that as well. What's going yeah. exactly? Well, and the problem is is that we've we've spent too many years keeping our mouths shut and letting somebody else tell us what's going on.
1: Well, there's you know, confirmation bias. People are drawn towards the information they want to hear. Right. And it's like if you just watch MSNBC, you're not going to get a very good.
0: No it was picture same, of what's same going on. Fox, same thing with Fox. And Fox.
1: there was a lady on Fox. who goes, "Oh, I didn't know.
0: Right.
1: I didn't know. Tr- th- 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 there were some allegations against Trump." Like, are you kidding me? What
0: rock are you no, living? Under? He's had allegations against him from the beginning of time. But, <laughs> yes. You know, I, th- I think he was there. I at, didn't know. I think he was there at the at the at the crucifixion. Oh, were, He was washing his hands. I thought I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> he's washing his hands. So so let. I've got a tune. It's not written for this this occasion, but. It's uh, it's a, for a friend of mine who's had a lot of tragedies in the, in his life the last couple of months, and it, it's just called enough. Uh, it's you know it's a, it's it's got a nice little melody, and I like playing it. It's it's something 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 that I uh, I wrote for him. So um, let's let's play that. I think. I think it's enough. It's it. Enough is the name of it. Kind of fits with this dark tenor. Yeah, yeah I was, that just, we're th- in I was right just thinking now. about like, well, uh, we're, we're like, this is terrible. Enough of this. Uh, enough. enough. Let's play it. Gorbachev would love this. Bill <laughs> <No>, Boris Yeltsin <laughs> would love this. <laughs> to, to the Boris Yeltsin and the vodka. <laughs> Putin. again that's some, uh,
1: a lot happiness. of um, a lot of room to move because those chords are so closely related depressing um, segment and tune. Well done, sir.
0: Thank you. I've really tried hard to make it a depressing effort for everybody uh, I hope you all want to go home and just go to sleep. I want to move to Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Uh, I'd like Bird. to live. I bet the prices of food out there is really good. They probably have really big tomatoes. <laughs> Look at the irradiated tomatoes. They're seven feet tall. <laughs> and they glow. And they glow. They're glowing. We, we can use them as lights and as food. <laughs> <laughs> Take them to the basement. We'll have a party. We'll have a party. Uh, I wonder how the fermented hops soda tastes over there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably need it. Uh, I think lunch. they just drink vodka.
0: Well, hell, the, there's no potatoes to make them with. You know. not, uh, not in that area anymore. what they say? It would be 100 years or something before it would be in... in it would be inhabitable again? Or oh, I don't even know. Some crazy some, thing.
1: Yeah. it's.
0: And they did throw cement over the damn thing,
1: right? Yeah. There was a scene, talking about depressing. They recruited these people to kind of be in the army, and they embedded them with some of the guys that actually were in yeah. the Soviet army. Right. They talked a little bit about, where, where did you serve in, Afgan- in Afghanistan? It was like, well, I was never Yeah. You know, I just came in. Yeah. Oh, great. This Super. guy. So Super. He, the first thing he does is he goes, he gives him a piece of lead, to put around his crotch. It's like a it's like a lead diaper.
0: So it's to uh, put over your so, so your 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 bits and uh, bit, twigs and berries. Twigs <laughs> and
1: berries don't get like <laughs> radiated. So you and have children. And their job, there's three guys. And their job was to go out, and kill all the animals they could find, um. And bring them back for burial, and then have them. Covered in cement, and it was mostly dogs. Really? Yeah, it was pretty dark because you know the dogs—they don't realize they're—they're they're dying. Yeah, they're full oh, of radiation. Right. And they're just running around, and the, the dogs would come up to you, and you just have to shoot them. Ugh. This is a young kid, you know, he's like Ugh. eighteen or whatever, and he's—they give him a rifle. And the older guy who was in Afghanistan, the veteran guy, was like, "Hey, you do not. Once you shoot them, you kill them. Don't let them suffer." Or I'll shoot you.
0: Right, right. If you're going if, yeah. if you, if you have to do this, let's do this right.
1: Exactly.
0: Oh my god.
1: Yeah, but think about that. It's cows, a, cows, dogs, dogs. Especially dogs. It really pulls at the heartstrings because man, they're they're, they're just oh I want some food. Right.
0: Just give me you're, some food. I'm a
1: man's best friend. Right. Boom. I'm killing it. You know. And then the guy he walks into this room and it's a a, a dog that has just given birth to a bunch of puppies. Oh. The kid did. <laughs> he's like, the other, the older guy comes up there and goes, "Leave, close the door
0: close the door we are not going <laughs> in
1: down no no he's he's like, you leave and then the oh the, he did it the veteran guy he killed all the dogs and then they would put him in these the back of these trucks and take him to these pits oh my god. D- dump you know there's like a Maybe like I a dump watch truck, these. and then they would then then the um cement trucks would just cover cover em the up. graves yes. with cement. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Dark stuff. That is dark stuff. Yeah. I read a really dark book when I was up at...
0: What book did you read you It's know? called
1: Obama's Wars.
0: <laughs> oh, there's no pun involved in that. So so tell me about the book. I didn't
1: get all the way through it. It was um, Bob Woodward was the author who was one of the guys from... Woodward and Bernstein. Yeah, Watergate. And he did a really nice job of just kind of laying out what Obama walked into from the Bush administration with Afghanistan and Iraq. And he kind of walked through um, Petraeus and how he put the whole team together, how he kept Bob Gates on, the Secretary of Defense, how they came about um, settling on Stanley McChrystal as the guy for Afghanistan. And it was it was I thought it was a pretty well-written and fair you know account. And he he actually interviewed o, Obama and a, a bunch of people. Right. And uh, anyways, well, it, well, I thought this it was is, interesting. This is
0: conclusion.
1: I didn't get like I said I didn't all the way get oh, all the way. way yeah, I got part about part. halfway through the book. But um I I may pick it up. It was just sitting at the house. Right. They had all these books. This guy that owned the house, uh, he was a four-star general. Nice. Because his stuff was like all over the house. You know, you like you go to the um, vacation rental by owner.
0: Right, 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 right. Type right, place. Right.
1: right. It was that kind of place, and this guy was a army four-star. Nice. I looked him up. He was. Uh, his name was um, Cone, I think. He was. The commanding uh, or the four star in charge of the training command, when the army had the uh, thing at Fort Hood, oh, the massacre at Fort Hood, The
0: guy who went out and killed everybody.
1: Yeah, Hassan, Captain yeah. Hassan or whatever, mm-hmm. and he, he the, the general gave a speech. It was a really good speech. Because mm-hmm. I started, you know, I started getting interested. You He's in the house and it's oh, like, sure, sure. like all that stuff is coins. Yeah, I bet they're all. And right. all this like memorabilia and it's just every book was like heavy. Well, yeah, it was, it was, it was leadership and war's here, and, and there were four yearbooks from the military academy at West Point from, like, the late 70s, so, like, this guy was, you know, a cadet, went in the army, and there's some things there with one star, I'm thinking, oh, he made it all the way to Brigadier General, that's really good, well, come to find, I looked him up, eventually looked him up, and a little stalking on Google which we can all do these days but he was he made it to four stars and then died of uh, pancreatic cancer
0: Ugh. a couple of years ago so death comes to us all it's just been- Dark episode, Vinny. I think that's what we're going to name this day. It's because
1: we're we're out in space. We're drifting out in space with Spock. Spock's Spock's fighting. He's raging. We've got tornadoes in this episode. Oh, my goodness. It's
0: just been a... a, The name of this is Tornadoes and Darkness. Tornadoes. Tornadoes, Space, and Darkness.
1: Space. (laughs) Space, the final darkness. So, on that happy note, I say we finish this episode with your other Star Trek... Composition.
0: Okay. It's Tell fun. us a little bit about it. It's, well, you know, I was, I, we were, when Jay and I were talking about this the last podcast, we were talking about writing the fact that Captain Kirk was always like, you know, having intimate relations with like Uhura and green people, <laughs> you know, and there was a, blo- a blonde in there. So originally I was going to write, write this, uh, this piece called Kirk's Love Song, you know, or something like that. But then I thought about it and go, look at these guys are like out in freaking space or out in the middle of nowhere, man. They really are. They really out in the middle of nowhere, and that little spaceship, and the fact that some guys holding it and they're going through space—it's—it's it's kind of funny. But you know, think about how long it takes before you get to the next place, and you get to interact with somebody other than what's on the the, the starship. You know,
1: isn't there some kind of anniversary coming up with the moon landing?
0: It's sixty-nine. It's thirty. It's what? Four fifty years. Yeah, fifty yeah, years. Fifty years. Yeah, because it's Chrissy's birthday not Chrissy's birth but she's turning 50. Ah. So, yeah, it's, it's, my father called me out from playing. Come in here. They're landing on the moon. Watch so, this. Damn Watch it. this. And I'm going, okay, so? He goes, this is important. Okay. I watched it and I said, can I go outside and play again? I was I four. Was, I was six. I hadn't even turned seven yet. You know, what the hell? All I wanted to do was go play hide and seek and basketball or ride bikes or something. You still remember it, though. Yeah, yeah I do. I do. I remember so that dad moment. did you good. He did do me proud. Yeah. You know? so. so anyway, the, we're talking about the fact that that's that that it's really kind of lonely out in space. So I wrote this thing with uh, with a bunch of uh, 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 ostinato G's, <laughs> you know, just indicating the the, the, the timeliness and loneliness and yeah. kind of in the middle of space. Kind of a static static thing that you just. And then the second section is all these all these. Uh, harmonics that just indicate that you look out and see the vastness of of the 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 stars and everything else, but at the same time, you still go back to...
1: You're still stuck out in the middle of nowhere with nobody. Damn it, I don't want
0: to eat any more frozen food.
1: (laughs) (laughs) More Tang. More more Tang. Somebody pass the Tang. Oh, there's no one here to pass (laughs) the Tang. I'll pass it to myself.
0: I used to like the fact that they could go up to these machines and put these little things that look like, you know... Blue or or green cards, and they could get a hot meal or a cold meal, and just went and they got the you got the. That was the Star Trek? Yeah, yeah, we're doing yeah, we're doing Star Trek.
1: Well, Tang was on the the. Oh, the moon. Yeah. I don't, you
0: know, I'm right. i I'm, I'm confusing. <laughs>
1: It's still You're getting old time cranky time. and confused, yeah. Vinny. <laughs> it's, it's t- Maybe that's the title. Old old cranky, that's a, Old cranky and confused. confused.
0: That's the name of the podcast. It'll be the subtitle. That's <laughs> the, the name of this it's, podcast. The title will be <laughs> Old cranky something. and confused, and that's just Vinny. <laughs> 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 that's his normal state. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. That's good All right, so let's let's I guess we should play our way out of this, you know. All right.
1: Say goodnight, Vinny. Goodnight, Vinny.